Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. Is it possible to have a heart for God? How does that kind of heart look like? In this episode, let's examine what it means to have a heart for God. On the 2nd of May, 1962, a woman by name Gladys Kidd placed a dramatic advertisement in the San Francisco Examiner. And she says, I don't want my husband to die in the gas chamber for a crime he did not commit. I will therefore offer my services for 10 years as a cook, a maid, or a housekeeper to any leading attorney who will defend him and bring about his vindication. Now, Vincent Hallinan, one of San Francisco's best lawyers, saw the advertisement and he felt pity and contacted the woman. He took on the case and ended up getting this innocent man released from all charges. Afterwards, the attorney refused the lady's offer of 10 years of service, noting that he was satisfied to have saved an innocent man from death. Ladies and gentlemen, this story is a story of love. It is the story of a woman whose love for her husband drove her to every extent, even offering herself as a slave for a decade in order to vindicate her husband. But there is something interesting I find in the scriptures. Although we appreciate this kind of love, Jesus sees another kind of love that is greater than what we just read about. Now, what is that greater love? In the scriptures, in John chapter 15 and the verse number 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Now, Jesus' love did not lead to his death for us. Rather, his love was to choose to die for us. Let me repeat that statement again. The love that Jesus showed you and me, it was not a love that led him to die for us. Not just that. Instead, his love was to choose to die on our behalf. And for a bit of context, it is important we understand that he chose to die for an enemy. What manner of love is this? And the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and the verse number 8 that God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we were in our sins, we were alienated from God, we were enemies of God, and he chose to die on our behalf so that he could take upon himself the punishment of death 
and the punishment of sin that we deserved, he took it all upon himself so that you and I, by trusting in the Lord, we rise into a new kind of life imputed unto us because of what he did for us. Now, that is greater love. Now, in this episode, I want us to examine how we also can have a love for God. It is a choice we make. It is a choice we make to love him above everything else. How can we have a heart that is truly a heart for God? Now, in Matthew chapter 6 and the verse number 33, we see a powerful scripture over there. It says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto us. What does that mean? The word first used in that portion of scripture is what I want us to examine. It is talking about a heart that prioritizes the kingdom of God. A heart that takes first of all the kingdom of God. A heart that considers God as the first in its life. That is the kind of heart that we are talking about today. And what are some of the characteristics of a heart for God? Number one, it is a heart that has a desire for kingdom growth. Now, Paul wrote about somebody by name Epaphroditus, who was his fellow worker in the faith. And the Bible said in Philippians chapter 2, from verses 25 to the verse number 30, Paul described how that Epaphroditus nearly died because of his passion for kingdom advancement. Ladies and gentlemen, how willing are we to sacrifice even if, we like, even if we like our very strength, our very lives, for the cause of the kingdom of Christ Jesus our Lord. Number two, a heart for God is a heart that desires to, to support the kingdom in all of its financial needs and so on. We see in the scriptures how that David supported the building of the temple before he died by providing all the resources that was needed for the house of God. be built. A heart for God is a heart that supplies the resources for the kingdom to move forward. Number three, a heart for God is like the heart of a child. The heart of a child trusts, the heart of a child serves, and the heart of a child attracts grace and mercy. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 19 to verse 23, in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and the verse number 2, we see Paul speaking about a heart of a child to be a heart that serves. He writes to Timothy and says to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace and mercy to you. So a heart of a child is indeed a heart that we must yearn to carry in our relationship with the Lord. So a heart for God is a heart that is like a heart of a child. It's a humble heart. It's a heart that serves, and it is a heart that trusts God at all times. Number four, a heart for God is a heart that can be sent. You know, not many people are sendable. Not many people are willing to be sent by God. Many people would like to send others, 
but they don't like to be sent. However, a heart for God is a heart that is willing to be sent by the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 6 and the verse number 8, God cried out, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Shall you say today, Lord, send me? You know, in the story of David and Goliath, where we saw David rise to prominence and to the praise of Israel, there is something I don't want us to miss in that portion of scripture. The Bible said his father sent him. It was David's father that sent him to go and see the welfare of his brothers on the battleground. And David, in responding to that call, he walked into prominence without even knowing that that day was a day of destiny for his life. Can you be sent by God? Can you respond to God's call over your life? God says, go ye therefore and preach the gospel. Can you respond to that call? He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Shall you respond to that call? He says, oh, no man, nothing but love. Can you respond to that call? To love your neighbor. Can you respond to that call? A heart for God is a heart that can be sent. There is something also interesting in that same portion of scripture. When David's father, Jesse, sent him unto the battleground, he actually said to David to run. He said, run and take these, go and seek the welfare of your brothers and bring me word from the battleground. Now, it is important that we also know how to run. That is, you, we need to have a sense of agency when it comes to the kingdom of God. We need to have a sense of agency when it comes to the things of God. We need to be runners. In Habakkuk chapter 2 and the verse number 2, he says that he may run that reads the vision. So you and I are called to run. We are called to accelerate. We must not slow down. We must be runners. When Absalom was killed in battle, Ahimaaz and Cushi were present. Cushi was sent to carry the news and he ran. Ahimaaz also ran. We need to be runners. Runners bearing not evil news, but runners bearing good news, even the gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord. We need to run. We need to have a sense of agency when it comes to advancing the kingdom of Christ. We need to run. A heart for God is a heart that has a sense of agency. Number five, a heart for God is a heart that can endure hardness. Paul says to Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier. He says no one who is involved in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a good soldier. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and the verse number 4. We need to be those who endure hardness. Apostle Paul describes the hardness he himself endured. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 24 to verse 28, the sufferings he endured, you and I are called to endure hardness. A heart for God is a heart that endures hardness. We must not expect to be celebrated. 
Jesus says, Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Woe unto you. The New Century Version of that same portion of Scripture in Luke chapter 6 and the verse number 26 says, How terrible, how terrible when everyone says only good things about you. How terrible that is. Ladies and gentlemen, we are called to endure hardness. We are called to endure persecution for the faith that we carry. And if others speak evil of us, so be it. We continue to love them nonetheless. A heart for God is a heart that can endure hardness. It is a heart that is fixed. It is a heart that is unmoved by circumstances around it. A heart for God is a heart that keeps its focus on Christ and the mission ahead of it. It is a heart that is unwavering. That is a heart for God. You know, as a Christian, and more importantly also as a pastor of many years, I have seen many people leave churches for various reasons. Some people leave church because of, you know, business that has gone wrong. Others leave church because they feel that they have not received enough support from a Christian brother or from their pastor or from a Christian sister. Some leave church because they feel that someone's attitude in church is bad. Some leave church because of a failed relationship. Others leave church because of illness. Some leave church maybe because of divorce and so on and so forth. The list goes on. But there is someone in the scripture I want us to consider. His name is Trophimus. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and the verse number 20. The Bible says he was left sick at Miletus, but we see also that he did not give up on God. He was left sick. Everyone left him, but he chose to continue to trust in God. A heart for God is a heart that is not moved by how others treat it. A heart for God is a heart that has God at its center and as its focus. It is a heart that is unwavering. Finally, a heart for God, ladies and gentlemen, is a heart that walks in faith. It's a heart that holds on to God's word. It is a heart that is ready for him at all times. Friend, listening to this episode today, may you have a heart for God. And if you don't know Jesus, I invite you to know Jesus. He comes to you. He is knocking on your door. He is calling you today. Will you open your heart to have him in? Jesus died for you and for me. A heart for God can only be expressed when we give our hearts totally unto Jesus Christ our Lord. I invite you to know Jesus today and to turn your heart unto him. I invite you to know the Lord today. A heart for God is a heart that is humble like that of a child. It takes humility to accept that you cannot save yourself. And so I invite you to, to know Jesus today. Please, if you are ready to do so, you may pray this prayer after me. It is urgent. It is urgent. Let your heart rise to the Lord right now and declare after me, Dear Lord, I recognize that I cannot save myself. I pray that you forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you sent Jesus to die for me. He took the punishment 
that I was due, he took it all away. And so I trust in him today. I believe that he rose again on the third day on my behalf, so that if I trust in him, I also can rise into newness of life. From today, I belong to Jesus. I confess that I belong to Jesus. Make me yours. And from today, make me part of your family. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. The Lord bless and keep you. In the next episode, I will see you again. Please share this podcast, put it on social media, send it to your friends and family, and may others also be blessed. And remember, have a heart for God. God bless you. Hope this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.